Hey, welcome to Pro Football Ireland. Michael McQuaid, Mark Hogan here on the second part of this special podcast, looking ahead to free agency. Uh, do we have a name for this podcast yet, Mark? Is it Free Agency Frenzy? No, I don't like that. Uh, part two. Part two. <laughs> What's free yep. agency in Irish? I mean, did you, like, did you do Irish for leaving cert? Or what, what, you know? I certainly never was looking into free agency in, uh, in the Irish. Yeah, I, I was able to do the honours course. I scraped a C3, which I gave up on being a teacher because I didn't think I was going to hit that compulsory C3 grade. And I opened C3. up. I don't know. I don't know how I pulled it off, but I, I was always proud. Of, that was probably one of my proudest results to get a C3. And I, even though I, I think it only further instills the, that it's all bogus because I couldn't speak a lick. There you go. Hi, I put it in the chat to you on Zoom. Nifarok Sayer Ineska. See, you just said Nifarok, and I've got that immediately. Like, I was saying Gurum Sayer Ineska, but there you go. That, that's free agency in Irish for anyone that actually cares. Um, so I mentioned the Chiefs in the last one. You're going to start off with the Raiders. Um, Super Bowl's in Vegas next year, Mark. Um, are you planning on going? Is that the hope? Or? <laughs> yeah, here's hoping. Here's hoping. Uh, I mean, definitely an interesting. We might one, have though. to sleep in Hooters or McDonald's or something because I mean, I I can't get us anywhere. Statement. It's, uh... Yeah, it's it's a, it's a tough one. We were talking people in the current. We were talking at one point. I was like, Arizona looked pretty expensive, and I was like, Michael, I might just go and fly to a different city every night, like to a different, literally fly to a different <laughs> city every night to stay in a hotel there because it was cheaper. But uh, I got sorted out with a lovely Airbnb in a sketchy part of town. So maybe we're going to be staying in a very 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 sketchy part of las vegas which i don't even want to think about because i heard it's one of those cities that goes from very nice to very rough very fast i think what we can do is we can just go to radio row and we can just like take turns sleeping under like a table or something i, I think stayed that... up i stayed up michael i had a video of myself i was delirious i was in the media center at 2 30 a.m because i had been i had three edits to do in one day. It was getting later on the weekend at all this content and I had to do it. I'd been having too much fun on the Tuesday and the Wednesday night. So it was on the Thursday night and I was looking around and being like, you could leave your luggage, your yeah. suitcase under one of those tables. No one is any the wiser. Take it out, stay there all night long. You've security looking after you 24 seven. You're in the middle of the city. I think it's the way to go. And that's what you did then. Yeah, that's what, that's what you did. I thought about it. I, uh, <laughs> I knew I had a, a 30 minute or a yeah, 30 minute train to get back. Uh, the staff, absolutely the security people looked at me like, wait, what? We thought we had this building cleared, but it was open 24 hours. So <laughs> I, I had my badge on. They didn't ask any questions, <laughs> but it did go to show. I was like, what am I doing? Spending the amount of money that I am on a, a hour and 25 minutes ago away yeah because you, you 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 literally spend the whole time in there let's let's jump on the raiders and see if we can talk them into letting us stay at the training facility or something go for it what's your thoughts yeah well the thing with the raiders is where they a quarterback away last year they seem to think so because a year ago we were super excited they'd getting all gone all these pieces funny enough getting rid of Derek Carr, the decision was so easy for them because he only counts 5.6 million against the cap. So they're actually top five. They're actually number four as it stands now in cap space going into free agency. So they can make plenty of room or plenty of moves. Again, general consensus is now that your Tom Brady to the Raiders doesn't seem like it's going to work out is that they go for a quarterback in the draft. How that actually goes, it's a whole other thing. But with McDonald's, obviously, he did very well with Mac Jones developing him in your year one compared to how Mac Jones did last year. So, in a year win now roster, I think they will have a young quarterback there. Would Lamar help it? I mean, yeah, but again, another story because no one seems to be going there. Um, on the defense, though, 
plenty are out of contract, but I kind of had one circle that's not out of contract, but who didn't perform to his best last year was obviously Chandler Jones, who was a massive free agent signing for them last year. He, he, too much money is tied up. You can't just bench him and try and replace him. So how do you try and unlock him? It's to get him some help. So I went for a defensive tackle to put alongside him. Viewed as the number one available player in free agency, Javon Hargreaves from the Eagles. Um, he's 30 years old, so he obviously is getting up there. But back-to-back massive years in 2022 and 2021. In 2021, he was a pro baller. In 2022, 11 sacks, 10 tackles, lost one force fumble and two fumble recoveries I've written in front of me. And people were like, he hit free agency, what, three seasons ago? And he was rock bottom price relatively speaking and now he's going to make himself a good amount of money it's a shame his age from his point of view but he is going to get money from somewhere las vegas has that obviously they're in win now they're going all in and a move like this would also get the excitement back you know if they get the best guy off the board and free agency everyone's like oh yeah that excitement that hype that we had around vegas last year could return and they can do it i mean is it all their car i don't know about that he seems to have gotten scapegoated but um yeah the raiders obviously want to do something they're definitely opening the window at the moment let's stay in the afc west and let's look at the la chargers this time last year uh, just around this time last year uh celtic tiger making it rain at one point jesse jackson khalil mack um, and there were a lot of questions surrounding the Chargers at that time. And there are still a lot of questions surrounding the Chargers at this time as well. And they go into a crucial season for, for Brandon Steely, for Tom Telesco, and also for Justin Herbert, because we are now entering, as I keep saying, every time we bloody talk about this team, you know, eventually it's going to be up and he's going to have to get paid. They need to go after guys this season now. Uh, maybe look at some cheaper players, maybe guys that can help sort of, I, I don't know, block the run might be good. That could be a good start for them, you know, potentially, if, if they could do that. Uh, they had the league's worst run defense of last year. Uh, I have down here, I think, a Sean Robinson, who is at the LA Rams, would be a good candidate for the team. He gets to stay in LA and he gets to go to the Chargers. He did miss some time to a torn mess. I'm not even going to pronounce what he torn. I'm not, I'm not going to embarrass myself on a podcast and say it. He missed some time this season. Uh, but if you look at his 2021 season in terms of a full production mark, third and run stop percentage and he's powerful and I think that's the sort of guy that they can bring in to help complement this team if they can stop the run and become better on that they're going to have more of a chance of winning games challenging challenging for the West and not going one and done in the playoffs yeah I'm glad I didn't have the LA Chargers to talk about because oh, the mind I boggles. made it as quick as I could I was like I can't know I'm not doing the, the mind like, boggles you know too much talent over the years it's whatever coaching whatever it they, does seem now though mark this now or never doesn't it it does seem like this it is... seemed like that for years it's it seemed like at the end of the philip rivers then they obviously landed with justin herbert and then you're thinking oh how long does keen allen have left in the tires it's it's incredibly frustrating the only positive is that the la chargers have one of the smaller fan bases so not too many people are upset with uh, what's going on there um staying in la <laughs> Sorry, I got a, an update for the United match. I, it was literally less, <laughs> less than 60 seconds ago. I was checking it myself. Um, oh. the, staying, staying in LA, a team that's obviously had success over the years, and you can't take anything from the LA Rams, what they did going all in, got them a Super Bowl. You can't take away from that. But I, Can wonder... I say one thing very quickly before you start, right? Colin Coward has ranked Matthew Stafford as his number one quarterback in the NFC. 
I'm just going to leave that with you and I can't wait to hear your reaction to that. Do you agree with that? Uh, well, it, it all plays into what I'm going to talk about now because the Rams went all in. They won a Super Bowl. Way to go with them. Will other teams want to do it now when you see that the mess that it gets in you into? Like, you must win a Super Bowl if you do that. And they did, but that's so incredibly difficult that they swung for the fences they hit, but teams could take a lesson because look what they're doing now. They've released... Mm. Bobby Wagner off the back of him being a second team all pro a year into his contract. It seems like they're open to trading Leonard Floyd nine sacks each of the last three seasons. He's an absolute beast. Jalen Ramsey seems to be on the market if you're able to cough up a first round pick for him. He's an absolute stud, obviously. And then is Matthew Stafford available? You know, it's kind of they got the use out of them. They're saying, okay, let's build for 2024, get some picks for these guys, which is completely understandable. But in terms of this exercise, it means I have no good news for you because I'm hardly going to say that they're going to go after a good free agent when they're offloading any talent that they have. They're in cap hell. So one guy that I thought that might be able to, <laughs> they might keep one of their pro bowlers and that's kicker Matt Gay. They're certainly going to need someone to get them some points if they're not able to move the ball, if they're offloading all this talent. But hey, they got the Super Bowl. What else can you say about it? Um, I don't think they're going to be big players in free agency. They, they can't afford to be. Yeah, like they've, they're a bit like Greece in, in 2009, aren't they? They've nothing, they've nothing left for now. But they'll, they'll, they'll come again. Um, a team in a completely different situation is the Miami Dolphins. What a year this is. Mike McDaniel, Vic Fangio when it's the DC, Tyreek Hill coming into his second year in Miami. Uh, big question marks around Tua and his his, uh, his health. I, I pray and hope Tua has a good season. And you know, I think that's what that's what anybody wants to see. Um, but they are they are operating and this team is operating as a win now franchise. There is no doubt about it. So Let's add a linebacker into the mix that uh, is playing at an, at an elite level. Levante David, uh, who was with the Bucks, I think you know you would, you would be given you know a real real help to that defense. You you already got Jalen Phillips, Bradley Chubb, Xavier Howard, Jevin Holland, uh, a safety. But to bring in a lot, to bring in Levante David, three time All Pro selection, he's athletic. He only surrendered five point one yards per target this season. Um, I think if you're trying to beat Josh Allen, I think if you're trying to beat potentially Aaron Rodgers and the Jets in that division, you got to go after the big boys. And I think Levante David is the guy to go after. I was sure you'd go for Jordan Poyer because if the, all signs appointed to him signing there, it might be nice to look back in the graphing and say that you at least Boom, got one. I called it. Yeah, you called it now. I, I think... I, look, Levante David, I can't talk tonight, sorry. The money that I go got too much out of me here. Levante David could walk into any team in this league, but I think it's a perfect matchup. I really, really think it's a perfect matchup for them. So let, let's see what happens. The Jordan Poirier thing works for me just because he'd be able to know that defense inside out as well. So I think that's super interesting for Miami to do. Um, another kind of team that's on the same level really last year certainly with Miami was the Minnesota Vikings offense did what the offense did but for the last three seasons that defense has been bottom three in pass yards allowed not for a lack of trying they've invested seven draft picks in that time to booking up cornerback but none of them have hit as much as Patrick Peterson talked last year he had a good year but I mean like what he must be 33 now he's not the future and he's um, he is a free agent for them this year. So my favorite cornerback in this draft class is <laughs> draft class, this free agency class, 
just because of mix of age and what he's done for us recently is Cameron Sutton from the Pittsburgh Steelers. Um, he's been getting better and better. Some stats that I thought were interesting, just read some off for you. Three interceptions last year, 47.9% of the throws in his direction were broken up or not completed, I should say. And he allowed a 65.3 pass rating when targeted, which those are pretty elite numbers. Um, I suppose he got off to a rough start in the NFL, relatively speaking. So that's why he mightn't be uh, viewed as well. He 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 started out in the slot uh, as he got used to that. They re-signed him to a decent contract and then they moved him to the outside in 2021. So he didn't have a great 2021, but obviously, like I said, 2022 was his year. So he's kind of in an interesting position. So at 28 years old, I definitely think that if the Vikings, he he's he's a steal. I think he kind of floats under the radar a little bit just because you have Bradbury and Dean ahead. I love it. And I think it's 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 interesting with the next thing that we're going to talk about, the New England Patriots. Um, you can never really predict what they're going to do because it's Bill Balichick and it's almost like he could wake up Monday morning and completely change his mind I think first off in terms of people that you have there I think try and extend Hunter Henry give a bit of uh, sort of assurance to that team and that, and that offense I certainly don't think Mac Jones is the answer by any way shape or form and I think this will be the year that this look I think this will be Mac Jones final year as a starter if he is starting in the NFL I don't believe he's at the, the ability to lead a team um, I've got a couple of options down here. I did I did originally have McGlinchey going here because I thought it would be a good fit for them. Uh, but then you've also got uh, Edmonds from Buffalo. I think you could potentially bring him in. Uh, it's intriguing because he's only 24, McGlinchey's 28. So if you brought Edmonds in, younger guy to come in in that Bill, Bill Belichick system. Um, and it's a matter of philosophy. You know, Do they want to go after someone like Edmonds that they could maybe try and craft their own play around um, but the thing about McGlinchey and we said I can't was it the Bears I said he could go to I mean like he's he's ready to walk in from day one I think I think he'd be a, he's, he's going to be a great signing for for for, for whoever he goes to so for, it's going to be McGlinchey or Edwards to me I do think this will be another last year for the Patriots so because they're potentially looking at an AFC East with Miami going full throttle the Bills with a running back or with a safety and Aaron Rodgers in New Jersey I think the Patriots should be terrified going into the season as a stand. Or from the AFC East, as a stance, if Aaron Rodgers was to go to New York. Yeah, you would have thought that they would be terrified two years ago as well, and they kind of got on all right. But the Belgian always coached the defense up, and they get away with whatever they do. So, you know, that's the, that's the scary thing with the Patriots. They just are so consistent. Like, when you think they're going to be awful and unwatchable, they're kind of okay. And don't we have them in Germany next year? We kind of want that we to uh, do, go well. Uh, we us. don't know who they're playing yet, but there's big rumors at the minute that it's the Bears against the Chiefs in Frankfurt or Munich. That's the big rumor doing the rounds. So um, we have no idea who the Patriots will play. And we have no idea if that's the correct game in Germany either. We are not in any affiliation with the NFL or NFL Deutschland as much as we wish we were. So. Thank you, Sean, and I will see you in Germany. Are you going to both games, Mark? Yeah, I hope so. Actually, the my friends were we were booking a trip to Munich, uh, literally today, and I've not booked yet because I was like, oh, depends on when those games in Germany. Anyway, yeah, Um, yeah, might be. I do like. I do not really like Germany last year, so I said at the time I was dying to get back to Germany, not specifically Munich, because I did so much over the 48 hours that I was there that I, I, I walked and I walked and walked and I saw so much, but I'd happily go back to Munich. It was a great city. I couldn't imagine the game being anywhere else but Munich in Germany. 
I don't want it to be anywhere else. No, yeah. I don't mean that. I want, in to people. I want it in November, Michael. It was that that cold that was kind of creeping in. Uh, it was nice. Yeah, it was nice. It, it really felt like proper NFL football, you know, just because my um, my experience of NFL is always, you know, like those long nights in October when <laughs> when you're you're inside and the, the, you know whatever that goes into Good it scoops Run, as well, Mark. R- running home from the pub to get back for the nfl and it's always called that and um, one of the teams that we'd also saw over in this side of the atlantic was the new orleans saints who are our next team who yeah a bit of a transition even though they're the favorites of the division just because the division is so poor chris olave was an absolute godsend for them last year now it looks like michael thomas is in a really weird situation because everyone was all the signs were pointing to him being let go because they restructured his contract but then when Derek Henry signed he put out a tweet that was like let's go essentially and everyone's like wait but don't you know what the rest was now that you won't be there so I don't know what's going to happen there but he's going to cost a lot of money uh Jarvis Landry is out of contract but kind of a diamond in the rough there was John Johnson the tight end who went healthy was fantastic I I know I picked him up on fantasy football and was paying attention I was like wait this guy gets a load of targets um I mean it might be the best situation their receivers might be a bit thin but yeah, who knows what they do with the draft. They obviously got the quarterback now lined up. Um, they do have plenty of work to do in the defensive line, so that would be the obvious pick to go with. But like I said, as the only team with a quarterback in the NFC South, I think that they should give a bit of help, but not at receiver. That might come in the draft. With Alvin Kamara very likely facing a suspension, we have no kind of... We have no gauge on how short or long that could be. But I think... With Alvin Kamara likely suspended, and we'll know more in June or July, I think there's a court date set. Mark Ingram, the backup, is out of contract, although they could bring him back. I think they should target a running back, and not not a particularly expensive one. That's not who I'm giving them. Um, if you want a one-two punch, we saw what Jarek McKinnon did in Kansas City last year when when they worked through the rest of the running backs and Jarrett McKinnon was a pass catcher and he was able to run it. He's ranked number nine in this running back free agency class. So he's cheap and very capable is what we know. And when Kamara does come back, he's in a similar role so that, you know, they're able to, a bit like what Caroline did, they're able to sub off, but keep the same kind of playbook. I mean, some teams don't want that. They want a big bruiser and then they want a pass catcher. But I think in terms of if you don't have a lot of wide receivers, having a guy in the backfield that can catch the ball worked out great last year for New Orleans. They'll be able to do this in um, Alvin Kamara's set. And it's also a safe one because maybe they don't know themselves if Alvin Kamara is going to be getting suspended. So, yeah, I gave him Jarek McKinnon. I think that that's one of my smarter picks, I feel like, because I, I think it makes a lot of sense. But it's something that no one's going to talk about because you don't need it talk about it basically but um if they were to want to go for a bigger running back like i said earlier on the guys that are out there moss anders rashad penny jamal williams dave montgomery kareem hunt even there maybe kareem hunt would be good fit i look forward to your tax whenever mckinnon goes there and yeah can uh... you get this clipped up as soon as we finish this podcast i want it ready to go (laughs) (laughs) if there is anything does happen do remind me i I will happily clip it up but uh planning to go a wall this weekend before uh well, next weekend's pretty busy here, folks, if you're not aware of it. So it's going to be good fun. Um, anywho, the Giants, Mark, uh, the winners of this offseason so far, they have um, brought in Daniel Jones to a long-term deal. He's getting $40 at a million great, dollars at a, a year. At a great deal. At a great deal. 
well, Giants fans will argue that they've got their man. And I, I let, let's be clear here because we we're talking about the Patriots a minute ago. I, I don't want to piss off any fan base. Let's see what happens with Daniel Jones. I, I remain to be convinced. I think it's smart getting Saquon there on, on the tag. And I think Dable's going into his second season in New York. And I wish him the very, very best. Met the man, have spoke to the man. He looks like he could coach under 14 girls football. So lovely lad. I'd love to share a pint with him. Great crack. Uh, anywho, you know, once you sort out your positions in terms of quarterback and running back, you have to address the middle of that defense. And I think a guy that's with the Titans previously, David Long Jr., could be the guy that could really address it. You know, a big need for them coming off a great season. Linebacker, very, very aggressive. He was fourth in run defense grade among every inside linebacker on PFF last year. Twelve tackles for loss, and um, and it's a guy that they can really, really use because you know potentially he's got the ability to play different roles in that defense. And Wink Martindale love that. Um, and the Giants are going to need as much help as they can get next year because teams have got seven months to watch their tape from last year, and it's not gonna it's not gonna wash it's not gonna wash for them next year. So um, I think if if you're trying to make an improvement, if you're trying to evolve that defense, you bring in David Long Jr if they can get him at the right price. Yeah, that, that's it. Like, you've nailed it. We need to see Drop development. Mike. Yeah, we need to see <laughs> development out of the Giants um, because if things go any way south, everyone is waiting to kind of, you know, laugh. Well, but see, this is the... And after the draft, we're going to potentially maybe do a podcast on each team with hopefully a high-end high end guest from each team if we can. Um, either with a discussion or part of that episode, and who does the blame fall on? I'll, like we, we don't have to answer that. Potentially, who will the blame fall on? And there's before anyone goes, oh, Michael, all you do is pick on the Giants. I'll say the same thing about George Payton and the Broncos, my own team. So there are many different things to talk about. Yeah. You've See, got the thing the, is, the if, they, if they back it up this year, if they back it up this year, great, and I'll believe in them. But I, I, I need to see it backed up. Um, I do. Yeah, too. Look. We're, we're trying to keep on time for this one. So um, New York Jets, Aaron Rodgers, now we're on to the next team. No, I think that's your one, isn't it? Yeah. No, that's it. New York Jets, Aaron Rodgers, boom. Oh, okay. okay. No, so okay. going a bit deeper, um, I think uh, that it could happen. On. It looks. Let me just say this though, right? If they get Aaron Rodgers, are they favorites for the East? Because I put this out uh, on <sighs> Twitter today and I get hounded for it. But you've got other outlets asking the same questions. So yeah, I think I think look, they literally were a quarterback away last year. The defense has taken massive strides, and part of that was down to the draft class. Can they back up the draft class once more? It's a good question to ask now to keep receipts of. Oh yeah, I told you so. Because if it does happen, and that's why I kind of wanted to keep it. Short, if it does happen. I think the coverage is going to be relentless for the same reasons that I mentioned the other day. The New York market and Aaron Rodgers are just so big that we're going to hear about it. Um, I would, I would like it. I like, I, I think I'd embrace that kind of narrative. It'd be very exciting. It's kind of like we thought we enjoyed Russell Wilson in Denver last year. It'd be that on steroids. I think that kind of excitement because the blame was so heavy on Zach Wilson's shoulders last year, as it should have been. Like he was useless. But I think it'd be super interesting. So do I think he makes them more competitive? Yes, absolutely. But the other thing with Aaron Rodgers is he's had plenty of excuses himself the last few years. What with the whole wide receiver thing, him saying that he didn't have an offensive line when Mark, Mike McCarthy was gotten rid of. That I've he didn't have, so there was, there was plenty there. So let's see 
Aaron Rodgers perform without any stabilizers on the team? I've got Philly, and we'll talk. And I, like this is something we'll probably talk about off off screen or off mic. If he goes to the Jets, we're probably going to do a podcast over the weekend or something. I'd say to talk about it because it's it's huge. It's probably the biggest. It's one of the biggest moves of the offseason if it does happen. So I think we're going to have to talk about it in that sense. Uh, I've got the Eagles. Uh, obviously, a, a real season of transition for the Eagles in some uh, some aspects. You've got coaches leaving. Um, I'm going to stop at the $5 million mark in terms of AAV through sport track. Um, Thatcher Cox, Robert Quinn, Brandon Graham, Javen Hargrove, Jason Kelsey, James Bradbury, Isaac Samalo. I'll, I'll add in Andre Dillard. <sighs> Jesus. I mean... Oof, uh, lads, like this is uh, not not concerning for the Eagles, but they have an awful lot of work to do here. They've lost numerous different coaches. And you would have to argue right now that, yes, Jalen Hurts, for me, is the best quarterback in the NFC. Without a shadow of a doubt. It's gonna be. It's obviously gonna. Be, it's gonna be more difficult for them, obviously, next year to get back to where they want to be in terms of the Super Bowl, but. They have a lot of boxes to tick, a lot of cracks to cover over here. And that's why I've went with a quarterback for free agency. Gardner Minshew is, he, he's not going to be back in, in Philadelphia. He does not fit that identity of the Eagles offense, in my opinion, for the backup. Jalen Hurts is the guy with that team. He will be the guy, but they're only $1.1 million mark under the salary cap. I think you bring in Marcus Mariota. I think you bring him in as a stable backup and that gives some, and, and, and I'll, I'll explain the reason for this in a second, but that gives some um, reassurance to fans that they know they have somebody there, if you know, called upon, can do a good job in terms of running. Uh, 400-odd yards in rushing uh, last year, four touchdowns with the Atlanta Falcons. Jalen Hurts' running style you know, will guarantee at some point, please God not, but you know, it's more than likely he will get injured at some point and you need somebody to come in that can play that system. And, and, and I think being prudent on the free agency pickups and being, you know, addressing certain players, I think Mark, I think Marcus Mariota will be a sound guy to go into Philadelphia. Do you agree with my take now? After I mean, you looked like, hmm, quarterback there a second ago. Uh, yeah, it makes sense. So to kind of upgrade and, you know, they probably won't have the luxury of not having, you know, to play Jalen Hurts and to play, they meet Dallas at Christmas time this year because they've already secured a uh, number one seed. You know, that's unlikely. So it obviously is smart to get a backward back. The reason I kind of um, am intrigued because I was one of the people that actually really liked Mar- Marcus Mariota. You and I had a conversation week two or three saying, oh, yeah, like all these kind of quarterbacks that changed teams worked out because he was what I think the charge was level against him is that he was just like, not seeing the plays like he was just holding on the reason his yardage was or his rushing yardage was so high was because he just was like letting plays break down he was just taking off so it'd be interesting to say the least but um yeah let's see what they he could do in philadelphia you know some people are saying like he is actually very 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 few chances left in the nfl so there is a bit of breaking news by the way just as we we talk here uh, less need who's GM for the Rams, has mentioned numerous players that are pillars of the organization that they will remodel around. And the only person they did not mention is Jalen Ramsey for obvious reasons. So he could be a guy that could be somewhere else this time next week. Yeah, Sorry, he, definitely, 
I saw the tweet now you, you almost need to hear the conviction in the voice when he said that Matthew Stafford looks like he'll be their guy but um he also said that uh, yeah the next one we are on to I think is the Pittsburgh Steelers which is an interesting one because this will be the Pittsburgh Steelers first um yes. first uh, free agency without Kevin Colbert in 22 years he that's, down a, that's crazy like, isn't it that, that's yeah, incredible. He stood down. it's massive it's massive because it's he's he stayed until the draft last year he wanted to set them up but they were a bit stingy in his reign kind of in free agency they're very good at making very smart deals but yeah. last year he did a bit of an Aussie Newsome and he went out and kind of <laughs> spent the budget so this year they have very little money so they can't do a whole lot they do uh the cornerback that i mentioned earlier on cam Sutton. we've mentioned terrell edmonds the safety on this larry ogan joey the d- defensive end they are missing they're gonna lose some big name starters on like last year that was the most expensive defense in the nfl and it didn't perform at times so they're going to lose some of those names which is a shame for them but those are the the areas that the most likely target. But I was kind of thinking, oh yeah, the glory days of Pittsburgh when they had a fantastic offensive line in front of um, Big Ben. Your names like Andrew or Alejandro Villanueva, David Castro, Marquise Pouncey, obviously who retired when Big Ben did. And I was kind of like, it's been brutal for a couple of years. It is getting better, but the likes of center Mason Cole. He was with the Cardinals, he was with the Vikings, is an example of a guy that's bounced around. Now, I don't actually see a center upgrade that they could bring in in front of him. The only you know other center that's out there is the Jets' Connor McGovern, but I don't think he's an upgrade at all. But if you look at their left tackle, Dan Moore, he is getting some question marks. So I was like, I don't know how the deal works, but if they wanted to improve the offensive line to give... Justin or Justin Herbert or not Justin Herbert. Um, can can he pick it? Can he pick it? Yeah, more time and all that, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. All the other is this where Orlando Brown could land? I don't, I, I don't really believe it myself because I, I don't think they have the money. But in a perfect world, I think that's who I'd like them to go with. But like I said, they'll probably just have to focus on the defense, and the offense won't get won't really get much better. I've got the, I, I, I love what you're saying. I'm, I'm really excited to talk about the Steelers in detail because just, you know, outside of the GM there, like it's hard to believe they've had so little head coaches in the last 50 years. It's incredible. And um, hope to look at that in detail, folks, over the course of the off season. I've got the Niners. I'm going to try and push through these last ones. I asked my wife's going to kill me. I'm going to publicly announce that on the podcast. The Niners. Um, <laughs> now, take... Nick Bosa out of this pass rush. 18 and a half of the team's 44 sacks in 2022. Uh, after that, you've got Charles Amenahu with four and a half. And sorry, Samson Ekebam at five. Both those lads, Mark, are going to free agency. So that is not concerning. But when you look at Eric Armstead, he only had nine games, didn't have a sack in those nine games. Javin Kinlaw didn't have a great season. And um, you have to ask questions. So why not bring in a guy like, oh, I, I can't pronounce his name, David Alamada of the Saints, you know, 6'4", 300 pounds. He can really rush the passer. He would help out Bosa massively. Uh, he's got an 11.4 pressure percentage over the last three years. Uh, 11th among all interior defenders via PFF. And he'd be able to try and help the Niners develop some young players while 
ensuring that that gap's filled for a while because the Niners have got still got a lot of gaps as good as they are in the NFC. So, um, yeah, I, I think that would be the most sensible move for them to bring in. Do you know what? I'm actually surprised that they weren't able to get a deal done with Mike McGlinchey because, I mean, that's a smart one as well. I'm not saying if it ain't broke, don't Money, fix it. It's a shot. I mean, yeah, he, yeah. He, he must be expecting a big payday. Has to be. Yeah, like I'm just looking at our lads now and it's kind of the middle of the pack. Maybe they don't have moves that they're able to make. But yeah, because obviously the problem is the quarterback, right? Their defense is fantastic. But like you said, they're going to lose a couple of starters. So it's definitely an interesting one for a team that was so strong. The best roster in the NFL last year. Like we're saying, the two best rosters, the Eagles and the Philadelphia, or say the Eagles and the 49ers, not able to retain guys per, perhaps. Um, staying within that division, I suppose it's me next, right? The Seattle Seahawks. After signing Geno Smith, maybe that's the big business done. It takes them out of that QB rotation. But easily... The worst part of their game last year was on defense. The first few games, they were by far the worst. Um, well, was it by far the worst? Maybe the lines were there as well. The draft class, obviously, when it got a bit more um, knitted in, um, they were definitely saw massive improvements. But so they <laughs> they were seventeen against the pass last year, but that's really kind of one-sided because it was because teams were just running all over them. Like it was just insane um, what teams were doing it. So, um, yeah, I think he, he obviously three, uh, one at cornerback was fantastic. You hope that Quandre Diggs and Jamal Adams, which are household names and safety, are able to kind of improve again. And then what they kind of have to do is there's not massive defensive tackles to kind of help shore up the run game, but one that they would be losing themselves is Puna Ford on the defensive line. So I think at a bare minimum, they're going to have to keep him as they try and repair that defense. Like, that's a very simple thing to really say, just keep him in-house. But, like, if it was already bad, you don't get, want to get him any worse. So at least that... Like, if he goes, imagine it gets worse. Like, that's scary to think about. So I think they keep D- Puna Ford in-house. Interesting. Interesting. I have got the Bucks Now, this is... Where do we start here? It's Revamp City over in Tampa Bay. Um, Lenny's gone. Uh, obviously, the Tom Brady era is gone. Derek Carr's off the market. And you know Tampa have got a huge free agent class um, with numerous different starters in the defense and, frankly, a very poor cap situation. Even a simple restructure of certain players can only get them $18 million under the salary cap. That's a bad, bad situation to be in. You're gonna to have to be like me on Stevens Day, Boxing Day in the North, look for bargain, try and try and try and find a, a, a cheap, a cheap pair of slacks to go out on the Saturday night with. Um, <laughs> Lenny's gone. Obviously, Rashad White's gonna play a large role. I'll, I'll, I'll cut to the chase here. I think Damian Harris could be a good running back to get in at a low price. Yes, he lost a lot of his role to Stevens last year. He averaged, he averaged, he still averaged four point seven yards per carry. So. He could be a guy that could really plug the gap for them. And it's, I don't want to sit here and say it's going to be a forgotten season for the Bucs, but it looks like that, that that could be the situation for them. If you do have an opportunity to bring in Damian Harris, it could be something to cover over the cracks for a year, Mark. We're going from two, we're going with two bad teams, kind of what what a way to burst the bubble in this episode. But the Bucs, I think, could be abysmal. You're dead right. Yeah, it's Capital shocking. A. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And another team in that kind of same thread is the Tennessee Titans. Um, They definitely rivaled the Cardinals for their worst roster, especially if some of the moves, their window is shut. So they're talking about maybe Ryan Tannehill 
could be moved somewhere else. Like if the Jets don't get Aaron Rodgers, it looks like they could look for uh, Ryan Tannehill or maybe that's just the bargaining piece from their, their own sake. And then they're talking about maybe Derrick Henry moves on. They're openly shopping him. The word is. So they're not competing in 2023. There's no point going after a premium position like your receivers and stuff like that. So again, a bit like what I did with the Cardinals, I was thinking maybe you want to get a piece in there that's young, that can be there for a few years. If you get them to a three, four year deal when they're on the up again, that you have one of those pieces in the room. Mike McGlinchey is obviously the best right tackle that you have. Um, He's going to avoid obviously playing in Tennessee unless they offer him a boatload of money. And other teams you'd imagine are going to be competitive because he is such a solid starter. But when you're talking about we're almost assigning a warm body to um, Tennessee. I'd go with Kale McGarry, the right tackle from the Atlanta Falcons. It was a surprise that they didn't um, franchise tag him. He was a, he was picked in the first round, and people raised eyebrows thinking that he was a third round talent. But last year, he was excellent under Arthur Smith, so he earned himself some money. Um, definitely last year. So I think that he is someone that if Tennessee wanted to spend any money at all, it's not going to, you know, attract, you know, plaudits from the fans or whatever. But if they can sign him up for a few years, um, I have him as 28 years old at the moment. So, I mean, you know, offensive lineman. He's a young he, buck he, then. He's a young buck, exactly. <laughs> um, right, last team. Uh, but by the way, that situation in Tennessee is intriguing with Ryan Tannehill and Malik Willis as well in terms of like just the... Just the, the, just the next few months. Um, commanders, like I, we've got to the very last team, Mark. I feel like we deserve an award here or something. Where do we start here? Like the whole quarterback situation. Um, they're not really in a great position to draft a high prospect, which is an issue for them. They've parted ways. Parted ways with Carson Wentz. Their cars in New Orleans. So, you know, maybe try and build around Taylor Heineke or a young quarterback and give them a better chance by creating a better situation for them. Um, I I had mentioned someone, you know, potentially down there. I, I have said Ben Powers again, but, you know, Wes Schweitzer um, is up for free agency. The Bears are heavily linked with him. He only played in seven games last season. He's had a concussion and an ankle injury, but, you know, he's an alternative there. I would try and keep him if they can get him on a team-friendly deal. But then if you can get Ben Powers in, he didn't give up a single sack last season at the second highest pass blocking grade on PFF. It's going to make life easier for someone in Washington, but they need to get the right person. And I think Ben Powers, I know I've said him twice or three times in this podcast over the two parts, but um, he's the guy for me somewhere. He'll definitely end up somewhere, Mark, going by my analysis. Yeah, that's it. At least uh, if you guess him for every single team, he has to go somewhere. So we able to cut that up and say <laughs> you should have been listening. <laughs> the Ben Powers podcast. Uh, have you any final words, Mark, before you get your bus? No, I enjoyed doing this again, like I said, at the very, very top of the first episode, that it was a great look at a great excuse to look at different needs or strengths of different teams. And I, I think we do a good job. I think there were some very smart picks in there. I really hope that some of them work out or at the very least that some of the positional thinkings that we went through work out. Again, like you said, the odds are sacking their fa- our favorite players have to go somewhere. But um, yeah, hope some people learn something along the way. Absolutely, sir. And hopefully, folks, you enjoyed it. Uh, enjoyed doing that with you as well, Mark. It was a good crack. And I'm sure we'll be back at some point early in the week to talk about free agency because stuff's going to happen over the next few days. And I'm not doing a during Paddy's day, so we're we'll doing it before then. One hundred percent. The big, the big thing, like if if you're new to the NFL, 
the free agency starts on Wednesday, but the big days are Monday and Monday, Tuesday. Tuesday. So yeah. don't get caught out for that. Um, not uh, my first year doing any kind of graphics. I was preparing <laughs> for the Wednesday, and I was like, "Wait, I must check this out again." And I barely got it across the line. So um, <laughs> the prep behind the scenes starts today on Friday. Yes, sir, folks. Uh, please, if you are listening, to this, please give us a follow on on, on our podcast network. Uh, leave a review. Um, just search Pro Football Ireland. We really appreciate it. We're at NFL Ireland on all forms of social media. And myself, Mark McKeela, and the whole Pro Football Ireland team will chat to you soon. Have a great weekend. It's long before.